we've been we've been in a series talking about an overcoming life, an overcoming life, and uh, I, it's interesting because. I actually, when we started this series, I had just gotten back from a conference where I'd literally listened to five sermons a day for five days, Uh, so I was full up with messages. I mean, how many topics could I have come back and preached on? A lot. But before that week even started, the Lord said, when you get home, I want you to preach on an overcoming life. Okay. Uh, well, during in between the time he told me that on Monday-ish uh, to the time I got back home, it's like the devil just attacked people. Boom, 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 boom. And I got back home, and, and I was like, man, what happened? You know, I mean, we came under attack. Everybody was like, it, we came under attack. And all of a sudden, now, and let me show you something that's important. You know, that, what if we would not have been praying this week and not have heard God give us supernatural protection. We wouldn't have prayed it. The word says that the heavens are the heavens of the Lord. This is Psalm 115, verse 16. The heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he's given to the sons of men. So in other words, what if we wouldn't have been waiting on the Lord, hear that word from God, pray that word, speak that word out, and Colleen wasn't planted under a covering of that protection and work. Would she, you know, she just said, I wouldn't be sitting here. See, it's important for us to be planted. It's important for us to be in a place where the protection of God is, where a word like that can go out and, and protect. Because in Isaiah it says this, it said, this is my word. My word will not return void. It will accomplish what it was sent to do. It will accomplish what it's sent to do. So, you know, in this, here I am, here's this, we're, we're together, we're a family here at Boomerang. That particular week, the devil just decides, hey, we're, I'm just going to try and unleash hell, right? And I got back home and I was like, I'm hearing this story and that story and this story and we had some stuff going on too. And I was like, good night. No wonder God wanted me to preach a series on an overcoming life. And then it just kept on. It just kept on. But here's the thing. It says in Psalms, multiple places, that God sits in the heavens and laughs. He scoffs at the people that would do you damage and do you harm. He scoffs at your enemies. In other words, he's sitting up in heaven going, (laughs) you think that's going to work? Not on my people, right? God sits there. The devil may form. He may form weapons, but they'll be destroyed. They will not prosper. His word, God's word will prosper, but the devil's weapons will not prosper. Amen. Say that with me. Say God's word will prosper in my life. But the devil's weapons, they will not prosper. Amen. Glory to God. They'll come. The word says in 1 John 3, 8, it says, Jesus was manifested for this reason, to destroy the works of the enemy. To destroy the works of the enemy. Uh, what are we about? We're, we're doing the same thing. We're, we're going to put on Jesus. We're going to become like him, growing up to the fullness of the stature of Christ, it says in Ephesians 4. What are we doing? Destroying the works of the, of the enemy, destroying the works of the devil. How do we do that? Through prayer, through worship, through reading our Bible, and then taking action on what we yeah. believe, right? 
This week we destroyed the works of the enemy by sitting here and being here in prayer at 6 a.m. in the morning, hearing the Lord say, let supernatural protection come this week. Sure enough, supernatural protection comes, and now she's sitting here when she could have been in the hospital or not here at all. We've got to do what God says, and when we do that, the devil will form attacks, but they won't prosper. So I loved it. You know, the leadership team, it was a couple weeks ago or so, a leadership team, they sent me a message, and and they started laughing. My leadership team started laughing here at Boomerang. (laughs) This is awesome. I don't know what's about to happen, but oh, is the devil trying to pull something out. But if you will stand, and having done all, stand. And they just got to laughing like God laughs. They put on God. They started getting in joy. Ooh, what's God about to do? Glory to God. He's about to do something big. What's he up to? And, and, And I knew. I knew when I got that message, I was like, oh, praise God, we have broken through. We have broken through. Okay, the devil, he tried to do some stuff. Okay, but in prayer, God starts cleaning up stuff. He starts shining the light on stuff. He starts digging out things that don't need to be there. And then all of a sudden, what does he do? In unity, he releases. And this body said, oh, we're not running. We're going to get in unity. Let's pray. Let's worship. Let's go after God. All of a sudden, when I got that message from the leadership This is y'all's leadership team. All of a sudden, they start like, what's about to happen? And you could feel it. it, I mean, it was just electric. You could feel the faith on it. And it's like, we've broken through. Like, I mean, the attacks may still try to come, but they are not going to work. We have broken through. We, You know, when we started this series, I think it was part two. You can go back and, and watch it. Part two was R5, where it was talking about like the space shuttle and lifting up and breaking. And one of the things that we did was we showed all the times that they were unsuccessful in getting to the moon. Time after time after time. And if you remember, I talked about the Challenger when it, when it blew up. I remember watching that live on TV, and, and I showed a video that I know what the video was. I think that one was either Columbia or Discovery, and, and they go through, they say the same things, you know, where they said, if, like, Discovery, go at throttle up. Well, when they said Challenger, go at throttle up, I remember seconds later, it hits me now. Uh, I remember watching that and going, ugh, and, and now when I see the video that I know, I record, I helped, you know, record the video. I knew what it was going to play, but even sitting here watching it, it said, Discovery, if that, I, I don't remember which one we were watching that day. Discovery, go at throttle up. And I still cringe to this day from a failure back in the 80s. Right. Because I remember that feeling. I remember that emotion. And see, that's what the devil does. He tries to get us to live there. And even though I knew that the video we're watching is going to be a success. That was, that was the end video. It's like, yeah, and we break through the atmosphere and we break through the challenge. We break through the attack. And even though we, we know that that video is going to do it, even when it played and they said, go at throttle up, I, in, somewhere on the inside I went, eh, because I remember that day. Now, I need to work on, just like we do in life, I need to forget about that day, and I need to remember this day. I need to remember what's written in the Word, the day on the cross. 
the day that he rose up from the dead, the day that he was seated in heavenly places, that he overcame hell in the grave. I need to remember that there's an overcomer on the inside of me more than I remember the failure. But I understand that if you go through something, it can try to linger around just like it tried to linger around in me. And maybe you've had some unsuccess, 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 some failure. This is where we've got to know who we are more than anything. I heard a minister just yesterday say, every answer you need it's right here. Did you know, you know, you remember George Washington Carver? I'm just, I'm just going to give you the, swi- the, the uh, small, the, the short story of this. And basically he just went to God and said, God, open up the peanut to me. Show me the peanut. Every solution that he got. He, one of the statements he said was that he wasn't fumbling around in the dark. He'd go to God. God would show him what to do. And, and he had so many inventions out of the peanut. And then uh, out of, I think, a sweet potato. He, he had all this. The solutions were not found in all of his digging in science. The solutions were found as he dug into the Lord. See, to overcome, you're not going to overcome based off of all your logic and all your earthly wisdom. You're going to overcome by the wisdom that's found in Jesus Christ. He's the overcomer. He's the one that broke the hold of the grave. He's the one that broke the hold of sickness and death. He's the one that broke the hold of poverty, of lack, of not having a... Jesus did that. We've got to understand that when we go to Jesus and we set our eyes on Him, set our eyes on above and not beneath, then all of a sudden we tap into the one who can help us break through and overcome. He's the overcomer. And if you're born again, He can live on the inside of you. And you can walk around every minute for the rest of your life on this earth with an overcomer on the inside of you. And if you don't know Him or if your relationship's not where it needs to be, then then you won't have all of the overcoming that you need. But if you'll get your relationship right with Him and walk with Him and walk in His way, all of a sudden the overcomer can manifest in our lives. Amen? That overcomer can manifest. I, uh, have you ever made a decision to go after God? I'm going to serve Jesus. I'm going to go to church every Sunday. There could be somebody watching this going, man, I meant to go to church this morning. I meant to go to church this Sunday, and I just missed it. You, you decide to go after God, and, and uh, all of a sudden, whammo! Man, the devil just jumps all up in your business. In, in the uh, somewhat eternal words of Mater, <laughs> Dad, go. Dad, go. <laughs> and that's the way you felt? What in the world is going on? What in the world is going on? Well, listen, here's what's going on. We live in a corrupted world. This world's not fixed yet. It's corrupted. And it has a God. The God of this world is the devil. And all he comes to do, according to the Bible, is steal, kill, and destroy. And listen to this. You don't have a glorified body yet. 
you still have a corrupted flesh, which means it has a nature after the devil. You can be born again and still have a corrupted flesh. A lot of people don't understand that. But, you know, if you want to prove that, just let somebody pull out in front of you when you feel like they shouldn't. <laughs> You'll find out, you know. Let somebody jump in line. I was at McDonald's the other day. I was picking up something for somebody else, not myself. And uh, it's true. It was for somebody else. It really was. But I was sitting there. I'd already, it was one of those McDonald's with the two lanes. It was not here in town. It was somewhere else. And uh, I, had, I was on the outside lane. And uh, I had already placed my order. And I'd pulled up like this. And then the two lanes merge, you know. Well, this dude, he hadn't even placed his order yet. He came up, placed his order, and because he had the inside lane, he just went, and he went like this. And I was like, gum!" <laughs> it's like, had to put on Jesus. That's the one good thing about having the boomerang sticker on your car. Like, it is, like, boomerang church. It's like, oh, man, I got that sticker on my car today. <laughs> Keeping me accountable in traffic. Not telling people that I think they're number one. And, oh, man. Now, listen, if you haven't got that part of your flesh handled yet, don't, don't get one of them stickers. We don't need that kind of publicity, all right? Don't, don't, don't go do that. Thanks, but no thanks. Just, just wait till you sit around some more and get a little bit more holified, and uh, then we'll go. Amen. You know, we're going through stuff. We decide to go after Jesus, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden we just get hit. We live in a corrupted world. We still have a corrupted body, and we definitely have a very corrupted enemy, and he's looking. He's going to try. He even tried to go after Jesus. If he tried to go after Jesus, he's for sure going to try and go after us. For real. For sure. Like, don't even, don't even question it. He's going to. He's going to, he's going to try and capture you, trap you, destroy you. That's right. who he is. Right. For sure. That's who he is. Don't think that he's not going to do it. And, and don't think that he's going to be like this. Oh, you're going to go after Jesus. Well, let me just help. Here you go. Let me hold the door for you. No, no, no. And if it is, hold the door for you, which sometimes he may say, look out for the trip because it's there. You might not can see it, but he's going to be, he's, he, he's only coming to steal, kill, and destroy. He's only coming to steal, kill, and destroy. And so many times, immature believers are knocked off by that because as soon as it's like, I'm going after Jesus, then all hell broke loose. And I'm like, yeah, what do you expect? I mean, that's, he's the devil. Jesus, now here's the thing though, the same thing happened to Jesus in the storm. Jesus, I'm about my father's business. These guys, the people he was with were fishermen. They were professional fishermen and they were scared for their life. What kind of storm was this? It was a death demonic storm. These guys are scared for their life. Where's Jesus? Asleep on the pillow. You've you got to learn how to enter into rest in the middle of the storm. Right. Let that hit. You've got to learn how to trust him 
when the storm's going on or else you'll never bring peace to the storm. See, you're not called just to make it through the storm. You are called to operate like him and do these works and greater and bring peace to the storm. And when you start to learn how to enter into the rest, even in the middle of the storm, you know, daggum, wow, look at all these attacks. And all of a sudden, a joy starts to rise up inside. <laughs> look at what the devil, ooh, what's about to happen. Glory to God. And you start to get in that place of rest, that place of joy, that place of peace. Now you know you're about to break through. But he'll, he'll keep trying to press, and he'll keep trying to put pressure on. That's who he is. Don't expect any different. That's, you know, the devil's going to be the devil. The world's going to be the world. The question is, are we going to be the Christian, the believer? Do we actually believe that God will see us through the storm and bring his power through us to calm it? Do we believe that? So we've got, we can't crumble under pressure. We just got to sit. We just got to rest and have our ear open. Lord, whatever you tell me to do, I'll do. Whatever you tell me to say, I'll say. Same way Jesus did. Whatever he saw the Father do, he did. Whatever he heard the Father say, he said. Right. And if we'll operate the same way and we'll relax, not let, you know, many times we've had bills coming up and it's like, man, if I don't have some money by Friday, stuff going to bounce, things going to go crazy. And all of a sudden, uh, the calendar starts to become this evil alarm clock. Like, oh, it's closer to Friday. Oh, it's closer to, oh, 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 oh my God, God, God. You know, uh, 1-800-BORROW-FROM-THE-MAFIA.COM. <laughs> and now you're in a jam because you let a calendar tell you what, well, that's not the good, that's not going to work out. That's not going to work out, huh? <laughs> she said, we're in the tight spot. There's, it's not going to work out. See, and that's what the devil's after. He's trying to get so much pressure on you that you start operating out of your earthly logic and your earthly wisdom instead of the wisdom of God. And you've got to learn how to relax, how to rest in him. We have a corrupted enemy. But let me tell you this. We do not have a corrupted Savior. We do not have a corrupted Lord. We do not have the lover of our lives, a Father who loves us with an everlasting love. He's not corrupted. We don't have a corrupted Father, a corrupted love coming from Him. We have a love that's pure and perfect. And if we learn to sit in the middle of that love and trust Him and who He is, you will do supernatural things. Glory to God. We have an overcomer that lives on the inside of us. And listen, God is faithful. We must know that. We must know that. You know, one of the things, think about Job. Job's sitting there. God says he's mature. In the old English it said he's perfect. That word in the original language meant he was a mature person. And, and so at this point, he doesn't have knowledge about everything. Like we, He didn't have a Bible like we had. There were things he didn't know about. And later on, he goes on to say, I said things I didn't know about. And he, and he repented for it. But look at Job. Here he is in this. Man, the devil smacks him hard. 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 Now, I could go into it. We're not teaching on it. But it was Job who got himself in that position, not God. A lot of people think God did it to them. That's another teaching, not for this morning. But here's what happened. Right at that moment, at the end of chapter 1, Job hits his knees. And basically, if you look at the context of the situation, he goes, he basically says this. I'm paraphrasing. God, I don't know what's going on. 
But no, what, no, no matter what happens, I'll trust you. Oh, there's a power in that. Lord, I don't know what's going on, but I trust you. I trust you. Well, if you go to the end of Job, most people look at Job as a tragedy. It's not. It's actually a story of breakthrough and overcoming in the midst of everything the devil could dish out. Job came to the other side and it said it was everything was restored to him twofold. And most scholars say all this happened in the period of no more than two years. Most of them think it happened in less than a year. And it was a great story of the overcoming of God when Job had got him into a mess and he didn't know what was going on but here's what he knew Lord you're worthy of my trust you are worthy and I trust you and and then after that he even messed up he said some things he shouldn't have said and and all of that but his heart was father I'll trust you and God God had mercy on him and took him right through the other side and restored him and look if he's restored it's not just the stuff you got to believe that that God restored his mind too he was completely whole completely restored I have, a, I have a friend of mine that I've been talking to recently, and recently, what have they done? They said, I want to I serve you more, Jesus. I want to go to another level. And we think you might be calling us into ministry. Well, guess what happened right after they made that decision? The enemy said, oh, oh you want to serve Jesus, huh? Well, before you get going, let's just trip you up. You know, let's just take you out. Because he, he's not going to wait till you build a head of steam and got, you know, you got momentum with you. Let's take them out, derail them early on. That'd be a lot easier than if they ever did. So, I mean, it's just like stuff started breaking all over the place, stuff like this. And see, now that right there, if you think carnal, if you think fleshly, it'll stop you because you're like, I don't want those. No, no, no. You don't know who you have with you. Because as this person started walking through, uh, they even got something that they had been planning and working on. And it had been like in the process for years. And they put out the question and it came back, no, no. And it's like, man, I've been working on this for years. And all of a sudden now it's like, no. They felt kind of down, everything like that. I don't know. I just, I, I kind of had something in me. I'm like, I'm not sure that thing's over yet. And all of a sudden, about a week later, they got a phone call. Hey, hey, you got the wrong message. It wasn't no, it's a yes. It was a yes the whole time, but somebody had sent the wrong message to the wrong person. And all of a sudden, and you can see, all right, see if they do this, oh God, I'm trying to go after you now. Look at what happened. If they had done that, they would, I don't think it would have come through. But because they said, Lord, I trust you. See, when you just learn how to stand, and, and you got to understand that the devil trying to make things around you look worse than they are. Anybody ever thought this is the worst situation I've ever been? I don't know how I'm going to get out of it. Anybody besides me? <laughs> Yet you're here to raise your hand. What happened? Why, why are you here? You thought you couldn't get through it. Why? And, you know, if you look back at that situation now, you're like, yeah, well, that wasn't so bad. You know, it was just in that moment. It felt like the world was sitting on your shoulders. That's the devil. That's the pressure. Right? But God says, I care for you. I love you. I'll see you through. If you'll stick with me, I will see you through. I will see you to victory. I'm an overcomer. I know how to overcome everything that life can throw at you. And I'm faithful. When, when Abigail was born, uh, she, you know, she was just looking scrawny and wasn't like 
putting on weight. And um, anyway, we take her to the doctor. We, don't, we think we're going to go to the doctor and go home just like that. Uh, they said, no, you're having emergency heart surgery this afternoon. Say what? No, you're not going anywhere. And just a couple hours later, here we are, brand new parents with a three-month-old baby handing her and her life to the doctors. That didn't feel good. Okay. Well, God had it all taken care of. We were in peace. Literally, people were coming in. They're like, how, how are y'all so peaceful? We don't understand it. Like, we're flipping out about our situation. And our situation is not as bad as yours. How are you so peaceful? Jesus, right. it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Well, she goes through the surgery. Everything's perfect, perfect. She's recovering at like super speed, right? And I mean, they're like, hallelujah, everything's going good. And people are watching this like, what is going on with this family? Well, you know, the devil didn't stop. Then, all of a sudden, somebody gives her the wrong dose of medicine. After everything, they give her the wrong thing. She immediately arches her back. <gasps> takes Her lungs fill with fluid. And she flatlines like that. All of a sudden, we hear, we didn't know what this was at the time. We're sitting in the waiting room. We hear, Code Alpha, Code Alpha. I'm like, now we know what that means. That means either somebody stopped breathing or they stopped, stopped, their heart stopped beating. One or the other, is that right? Well, we didn't know what that meant. All of a sudden, uh, we'll, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Wright, please come to the desk. And we come up to the desk, and the guy's sitting there, and he... He's been like, you know, he's been outgoing before now. He's not right now. His face is white as that wall. Uh, they need you up there in the NICU. Okay. That's not good. <laughs> That's not a good face. We walk out. We go up to the NICU. We come around the corner that we have been several times. This time... There's a sheriff's officer standing there with his gun. Uh, you Mr. and Mrs. Wright? Yeah. Uh, we need you to step right in here. Okay, what's going on here? See, right now, we don't need wisha, coulda, woulda, shoulda. We need God. We need supernatural. And now is not the time to figure out whether or not we trust God. Now's the time to trust Him. Now's the time to move in power. Now's not the time to be playing religion and checking the box. Now's the time that you need to be on your faith. You need to be on your trust. Now's the time. The, the hospital, they sit us in a room. Uh, the, uh, we, we don't know what's going on yet, but we know it's serious. All of a sudden, you know, and here's, here's the situation. What's happening right at this moment? I'm getting ready to be raised up to be a preacher. I just received the call of God on my life. G Preach my word, son. That's what he spoke to me very loud in the year 2000. 
Preach my words and we're, we're getting ready. Hey, we're on fire for God. We're hungry for Him. We're, we're blowing past other believers because of our hunger. You know, you don't have to be blown past. Just get hungry for God. Humble yourself to God. Get hungry for Him. Get hungry for Him. Get hungry for Him. You can, you can go and God will protect you just like He protected us. She's still sitting there. So then, all of a sudden, the hospital has a chaplain. So the chaplain comes into the room, and, and he's walking in there. And um, look, I don't need somebody playing games or playing feel-good stuff. I need supernatural. We're talking about my daughter right now. I don't need somebody playing religion. I don't need somebody who's gone to church, and they just want to feel good about themselves, so they go to the hospital and help people when they're down. No, I need somebody who knows how to pray. I need somebody who knows how to speak. I need somebody who knows how to hear from God. I need, And I need to be walking in that. We need to be walking in that ourselves. It's not time to load the weapon in the middle of the battle. That thing better already be loaded. The hospital chaplain comes in, and uh, he says, hey, I'm the, I'm the chaplain for the hospital. Well, first of all, like, this is a life and death situation. I know you're coming in here being nice and friendly because he doesn't know what he's going to get. But it's like, I need somebody with some authority yeah. in the kingdom of God. I need somebody who knows who they are. Who knows, you know, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts. But if you look at that, the gifts is in italics. That means it wasn't in the original language. What it says there is, now concerning spirituals, or now concerning spiritual things. The Holy Ghost says through Paul, I would not have you ignorant. Now concerning spiritual things, I wouldn't have you ignorant. I don't need somebody who's ignorant about spiritual things. The word says this. It says, be filled with the Spirit. It says, pray in the Spirit at all times. It's an easy litmus test. I said, hey, I said, chaplain, I appreciate you being here. I said, do you pray in the Holy Ghost? Do you pray in tongues? He said, uh, no. I said, or I asked him, I said, are you Spirit-filled? And he kind of hemmed and hawed. I said, do you pray in tongues? I, I don't. I said, I appreciate you being here. I don't, I don't need you. Where am I getting this? I don't, we don't need you here. I, I, thanks for being here. You, you can go ahead. We're fine. And where am I getting this from? Jesus. Yeah. He, all the people were mocking him. The girl is dead. Uh, we got a girl. We don't know the whole situation yet, but it's obviously serious. If you don't believe, step out of the room. It's time for believers to be believers. And it's not like I get to put it on, oh, well, right now I'll learn how to do it right now. That's not the way it works. Study to show yourself approved. you got to learn how to walk in the... That's the importance of being planted in a church so that your roots in the spiritual things start to grow deep. So that you start to learn some things about the Word. And it comes up. And I said, listen, you, you can go on. I said, thank you for being here. Go on. We start praying in the Holy Ghost. We start praying in the Spirit. All of a sudden, the power of God came into that room. Right about that time, the doctor came in and he said, Hey, here's what's going on. Your daughter flatlined. So, you know, we don't know exactly what happened, but she was on the table. They were giving her some medicine. She flatlined. And, uh, but hear this. The same doctor that did surgery on her heart yesterday, he is never here at this time. He's never here. But today. Yeah. But today. Say, but suddenly. Because we have a supernatural God. Yeah. Suddenly. Yeah. 
that a guy was in the right place at the right time. See, God will use natural things to do supernatural works. He had two men naturally lift Moses' arm to give a supernatural strength to the battle. Aaron and, Aaron and her, they lifted Moses' arms. They lifted the staff. What did they, the staff is the word of God. They lifted up the word in a very natural way. Lord, we believe you shall live and not die. He sent his word and healed them. You're the head and not the tail. Yeah. On that cross, he bore your sins and your sicknesses. By his stripes, we were healed. You start to know these scriptures I, and we lift up the word in that place and all of a sudden the, doc, the, the doctor came in and he said, he said, look, that guy, he said, the doctor who performed the surgery, uh, he's never here. He was right next door. He heard the code. He came right in there and he brought her right back and she's doing good now. She's doing good. But now, now we're facing different things because she, had, she was recovering well. We were going to go, they said eight to nine days at the beginning and now we were heading home in like three days. I mean, it was supernatural what was happening. But the devil, he wasn't like, well, I'm not going to let that. He's going to try. He's going to try, try, try. The question is, how do you respond to his tries? How do you respond to the trials when he puts it? You've got to know that you know that you trust God. And you've got, to, you've got to learn some things. This is why people need to plant themselves in a body of Christ that knows how to walk these things out. It's not playing games. That sees healing on a regular basis. Who sees supernatural debt cancellation just a few weeks ago and how many times we've seen it. In January, we have a service coming up called Kickstart. The Lord told us to do that. This last January, we, we got up in the first night of that meeting. We said, I don't know what it is, but there is something supernatural on finances in this meeting. Uh, Teddy had a word for one guy. I said, hey, call that guy up there too. That's for him. The next morning, one of them had $27,000 raise at their job. The next morning. His word, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And when a person of God will hear the word of the Lord and speak that too, it will cover supernatural protection and protect you from tires flying off 18 wheelers. One word. Lord, you're our healer. You're the deliverer. You restore us completely. They come in, they say, now it says, all right, she had fluid in her lungs. It's a whole different situation. You're going to be here. I think they said it could be anywhere from like 9 to 13 days now. I think we went home in like 6 or 7 or 8 or something. But she recovered just fine. But here's one thing that they said. They said, her heart will never be right. Her heart will never be right. She'll have problems when she's an adult. Now, that's what they said. That's not your word. That's what they said. Because she's got parents who said, uh-uh. No, that's not what the Word says. The Word says that when He saved us, He restored us. He restores my soul. He's a restorer. He's a deliverer from problems. He heals all our diseases. He heals all our diseases. How Jesus of Nazareth was anointed and went about doing good in Acts 10, 38. He went about doing good and healing all healing all who were oppressed of the devil. What does that verse show you? If somebody's sick, they're in oppression of the devil, and God said, I'm going to send them and heal them all. The question is, do we trust him to stand? Because if we will trust him in the middle of it, he will overcome. He will overcome. He will overcome. And he'll overcome through you. Do you trust him?
Do you know them like that? If you don't know them like that, you can know them like that. And you can start to walk in it. You know, he didn't say those pastors that believe, they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. No, 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 no. He said those that believe will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He's talking to all of us. Do you know him? He said those that know their God will do exploits. Do you know him? Do you know him like that? We kept going back to the doctor. We kept going back to the doctor. We were believing. No, her heart is perfectly whole and healed. It is in the name of Jesus, 100% restored in Jesus' name. 100% restored in the name of Jesus. The last time we went back to the doctor, we got a picture of it. You got a picture of it? I might have a picture of it. I know there's one on the fridge. I think I got one in here. Just as a testimony, if I do, I'll try to show it to you. I don't know. I got one somewhere. We went back to the doctor last time. The doctor said, Brian and Nicole, he said, I don't really know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't really know what to tell you. He said, I was there the day that she was operated on, Dr. Green. I was there the day she was operated on. But I'm telling you this, had I not been there, I would look at this heart today and I could not tell that there was ever, ever, ever a problem with it. This is a 100% normal heart. She can do whatever she wants to do. Why? Because we have an overcomer on the inside of us. We got a God with supernatural power that knows how to deliver you out of any situation. Doesn't matter what you're facing. If God's on the throne, he can deliver you from it. I don't know what to tell you, Brian. I know what to tell somebody. I need to tell Jesus how good he is and how great he is to bring full restoration. She can do whatever she wants. This heart is normal. There's nothing wrong. She's not going to have any problem whatsoever. I can't even tell that we ever did a surgery. But I was there that day. There's an overcomer living on the inside of you if you know Jesus. And if you don't know him like you should, you can know him. And that overcomer will come into your life. Just right now, just close your eyes. Lord, we receive the overcomer. Lord, when, when life causes us to daggum, Lord, we'll trust you. We'll hit our knees in worship. We'll hit our knees and we trust you. Lord, we receive from you. Right now, if you're just saying, you know what, I need to know Jesus like that. Even if you've known him all your life, but you're saying, I need to walk with him on that kind of level. Just, just with everybody's eyes closed, just raise your hands real quick. I need to walk with Jesus like that. Just let me see your hand. I see all those. Keep them up for a second so I can see them. I need to walk with Jesus on that level. Just go ahead. Keep raising. Amen. I see that. I see that. Glory to God. I see him. I need to walk. You know what? Let me tell you. You can. You can walk with him. Now I want us to pray. God says it's just this simple. 
that if you will repent with your heart, he is faithful and just to remove all transgressions. And all of a sudden, if you believe that he is, uh, you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, confess with your mouth now, not just in your head. Confess with your mouth. And you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, this same Jesus I'm talking about can be your overcomer, living on the inside of you on the same level. I wasn't a pastor yet. Yeah, I was heading there, but I wasn't there yet. We had a lot of stuff. Trust me, I have repented for a whole bunch of stuff between that story and now. Nicole agrees with me. But no matter who you are or where you're at, God is still on the throne. He says this, repent, change your heart, change your thinking. Start trusting Him. Confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe with your heart. I'm going to lead you in prayer, but I'm going to lead it slow. Here's what I want you to do. Right now, the Word has been preached. Faith is here for you to step right into a relationship and a walk like that. Faith is here for you. God's right here with you. I want you to pray. I want you to pray with your mouth and confess it. Just pray this with me. Make it the cry of your heart. This is what I found. When you get serious with God, oh, He'll get serious with you. And you know what He'll get serious about? How much He loves you and how much He wants to pour out in your life. So right now, just pray this with me. Make it your heart. Not just repeating me, but make it your heart. Just say right now, just say, Father, Father, you're my Lord. Lord. You love me. me. Speak it with your mouth. You love me. And today, I receive that love. I need that love. I need that level of overcoming. Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. I make you my Lord. I believe that you took my mess, my sin, on you. And it took you to the cross and the grave. And today, today, whether I've known you before before, or I'm just knowing you for the first time, time, I let go of all that mess. mess. Now as you do this, you're going to feel a release of all that mess. You're going to feel a release of the weight of God. You're going to feel a release. You're going to feel the weight of God in you and a release of the weight of that sin. You're going, to see the, you're going to feel the power of God in your life. You're going to feel that release. Just say it with me. Just say, Lord, I release all that mess. All that sin. I'm not going that direction again. When my flesh says, go sin's way, I will say no. And Jesus will help me. And he'll empower me to walk out that no. Jesus, you're my Lord. You're the director. You call the shots and I'll be obedient. And I believe that you died for me and that God brought you back to life and he raised you up from that grave. And when he raised you up, he raised me up. He didn't leave me in that place of death. And now I'm seated with Him. 
in the seat of authority at the right hand of the Father, according to your word. Jesus, baptize me with the Holy Ghost and fire so that I can be empowered to live your life and to be the salt and the light, to be the witness you want me to be. I'm a new person today. I'm walking out of here free. I'm walking out of here whole. I'm not the same. And I'll never be again. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Now just keep your head bowed. Hallelujah. Now if you just prayed that prayer, I just want you to raise your hand. And you meant it with your heart. I want you to raise your hand because I want to pray for you right now. Lord, I prayed that. Father, I want, I want Pastor to pray for me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hey, hey, still throw come also. Lord, thank you for renewing life. Thank you for bringing new life right now today. Lord, every person, go ahead and raise your hand if you, if you want me to pray for you. I prayed that. I needed it today. Keep it up for just a second so I can see everybody. Keep them up, just looking around, making sure I don't miss anybody. Anybody else? Okay. Lord, right now, I just ask you, Lord, bless every person that raised their hand. Lord, give them the strength to walk it out. Lord, today's a new day. Today's the change that they've been looking for. The thing that they've been resisting all their life. Lord, today's the day where everything comes into line. And they wonder, my gosh, why did I run from Jesus this whole time? He would help me. He would strengthen me. He would empower me in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Lord, be with them. Be with them, Lord. Send your angels to protect them, to minister to them, Lord. Send them in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus. I call them blessed. I call them protected. I call them delivered. I call them restored and whole, healed and prospered in every way in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In your holy name, so be it. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Hallelujah.